On this week's Miracles and Rivalries, we have our very first interview with former Stanford Cardinal punter Alex Robinson. I will actually be solo by myself for the first half of the show. I'll recap last week's picks. I'm going to give a wild hot take, talk a little bit of MLB postseason. I will hopefully be doing three questions with a random member of our fantasy football league. And then we will have Nick on the other side of the interview with our weekly picks. Let's rock. All right. So, like I said at the top of the show, I am solo. I am by myself right now. Uh, pretty weird. I am basically talking to myself. I'm not sure how uh, Dan Patrick, I think he has a solo show, Colin Coward. I don't know how they do it, um, but I'm solo. Cowboy Nick, he is traveling tonight, and our busy schedules did not allow us to do a full sit down podcast this week. A lot of people don't know. Uh, we record for probably about two hours uh, one day of the week, and unfortunately our schedules didn't line up. So I did pivot, uh, and I scored us our very first interview with former Stanford Cardinal great Alex Robinson. Great interview. I am beyond excited for everyone to listen. Super excited for Nick to listen. He has not heard it, probably won't until the uh, episode airs. So I will be recapping uh, last week's you know, picks by myself. So bear with me. Um, so I'm just going to run through the, the pro, the, the plus to this is um, I could just talk about my bright spots. I'm not actually going to do that. Um, but I, I do want to start positive, uh, positive plus sign. So everyone who listened last week and kept up, I did my cute plus sign picks on college football and it actually fared uh, pretty well. So uh, my biggest win Biggest win I, I, of the season so far, I think, not even on the gambling, not just on gambling, but in college football in general, was Tennessee uh, won outright against Alabama. If you missed the, the football game, I'm sorry. Uh, it was one of the best football games I've ever watched, um, at least the best football game since, I think, January 13th, uh, 2022, when Georgia won the national championship. Uh, but, yeah, Tennessee won. Uh, I took the money line plus 220. Um, was very nervous for most of the game, uh, but that was my biggest win of the day. Another big win, Kentucky, they won outright at plus 160 against Mississippi State. Um, that, was, that was fantastic. I love when my underdogs went outright. Um, and then an, another one, the, the biggest spread that I might eh, – I wouldn't say the biggest spread, but the one I was a little uneasy about going into the weekend and ended up covering was Stanford plus 17 um, that actually prompted uh, my interview with Alex he went to Stanford and um, so yeah so they, they actually beat Notre Dame outright um, by I think by two I think it was 16 14 17 point spread so um, that was another phenomenal win that I had last week so if you noticed I only gave three uh, three there so I said I fared well in college um, there was a few other wins that were okay um, but those are the biggest ones that they excited me. So, um, I will speak for, for Nick, for Cowboy on 
on this. His mortal lock did hit. I'm I'm pretty sure this was his mortal lock. It was Miami, Virginia Tech, under 46 and a half. I rode with him on it, and I think that's I think that's why I think it was his mortal lock. Uh, I believe the game was like 20, 2017. It was a very under game the entire time. Um, so great, great picnic. Uh, so that, that would hit for him. Um, he might talk about his picks on the other side of how he did last week. If he does, it'll be really quick. He does not have a lot of time. Um, like I said, I, I won't just talk about my, my, my positive bright spots. I will do want to talk about some games. I, I want to say maybe I got robbed on. Uh, I did have Kansas plus nine. They lost by 10 to Oklahoma bad beat they were winning for I don't want to say majority of that game but for a lot of that game so I thought they were going to win out right they ended up losing by 10 oh well another another bad beat these are two bad beats I would consider uh that I took money lines on Oklahoma State plus 155 they were four point underdogs uh they lost by three I'm taking the spread versus the money line I would have hit and then the other one, USC, plus 145, I believe they were three-point underdogs, lost by one to Utah. They were winning, I think, for three and a half quarters of that football game. And then it got dark in Salt Lake. Uh, Utah came back and won. Uh, I didn't watch the game. I think it was it was pretty exciting. I think it was 43-42. Uh, so USC takes a loss uh, there on the season. Um, I won't go into, like I said, I won't go into how Nick did. I think he had a winning Saturday, but he, and he might touch on that for a little bit on the other side of the interview. Um, segwaying into the NFL. So my NFL day was abysmal. That That's the word of the day. I bet every NFL game last week. Uh, unfortunately, I did not take a lot of underdogs, which killed me. I think the, I think the all 14 games last week, I think, I think 10 underdogs either won or covered, you know, and I, I unfortunately did not, did not bet that way. Um, I will say my moral lock did hit the, the one underdog. I think I, I, I think it was the sole underdog I took Patriots plus plus one twenty five against Cleveland. They won. Um, so that one hit, but the rest of them didn't. I, I think I went four and 10, maybe, maybe even three and 11. What was not great. Uh, the cherry on top of the uh, abysmal NFL weekend was Chargers, Chargers-Broncos game that we had to suffer through on Monday Night Football. Um, I took an alternate Chargers line, uh, minus five and a half, um, just being silly. I just – I was chasing. I had about six units on it. Um, I did stay up and watch that entire game, and I, that was very, very depressing. Um that they won by three, so they did not cover the spread. I think the line was four, four and a half. I just was trying to get cute, um, get some value, did not pay off. So that was my gambling weekend. Um, I do want to do give an update. Uh, I'm down two units on the season. Um, I get a lot of flack from people that uh, my, my action app, I reset it at the beginning of the season. And I reset it because I was transitioning to a more methodical uh, gambling system, call it what you will. I think it's methodical based on what I used to do, which was um, drunk live bet and just fire from the hip. Uh, I was down hundreds and hundreds of units. It was not fun to look at. So I decided 
to reset at the beginning of the football season. So that that's where that's my base. Uh, but I get a lot of flack for it because they don't think it's my true record. Uh, but on the record, I will say that is my true record um, because that's, uh, you know, I get to say what my record is and that's what my record is. I don't know if that made sense. It's tough talking to yourself. Um, so we're going to make up for that, though. Uh, I've got some spicy picks uh, for the weekend. We're going to try to get positive, maybe up two units on the season after this weekend. So um, we'll get to that, like I said, on the other side of the interview. Uh, I do have – this is something I wish Cowboy was here for. Uh, I've got a wild, hot take. Uh, no one's here uh, to see – to give me a reaction, which you know, might be for better or for worse. Uh, I think Nick would probably cut me off halfway through and we would move on. Uh, but, you know, I would also like to just see him get frustrated over this reaction or this, this take that I have. Uh, that being. So a lot, of, uh, a lot of talking heads will do potential college football playoff brackets and just fun, quirky, chaotic things that could happen. And I wanted to share mine and kind of give a run through on how it could happen. And I love college football chaos. I, it's, I think that's one of the best things in sports. Um, I think going from the BCS to college football has added spice to it. You're adding two more teams that, that just pisses more people off that don't get in. Um, so I, I, this, is, this is my hot take potential college football playoff bracket. I've got Alabama. Ole Miss, Tennessee, Georgia. All four SEC schools making the college football playoff. You ask how, well, Pilot, how, how is that possible? I'm going to give a rundown on how it happens on the SEC side, on, on how these teams work their way to the end. And then I, I'll kind of give a brush through on the rest of the Power Five and, and how they could possibly be left out. So, just starting, you know, regular season, obviously we saw Tennessee beat uh, Alabama this past weekend. Alabama's got one loss. Tennessee is undefeated. Um, so the, the next game would be Alabama Ole Miss. Uh, Alabama wins in a thriller five overtime game. Uh, both teams end up finishing 11 and one on the season. Bama gets the nod for the SEC championship because they have the tiebreaker against Ole Miss. On the East, um, it pains me to say this, but I, I'm just doing this for the chaos and uh, really just for the bit. Tennessee beats Georgia in Athens in a seven-overtime thriller game. Georgia ends up having one loss. Tennessee goes undefeated into the SEC championship game, uh, rematch against Alabama. Alabama ends up winning that game. It's not a thriller. I, I say maybe they win by – a score or two, um, but, you know, out, Tennessee had went undefeated during the regular season, so that's a good resume. So you end up with Georgia, Tennessee, Ole Miss, and the SEC champion Alabama with one loss. On to the rest of the Power Five. Pac-12 produces uh, a two-loss champion. No one has uh, less than two losses. The Big 12 – ends up with a one-loss Kansas State with a very mediocre resume. The Big Ten, this is where some someone might, or our listeners might uh, get lost. The Big Ten somehow has two losses from its top school, so somehow Ohio State and Michigan lose twice. Um, 
I, I don't know how which you end up with a Wisconsin champion somehow. I, I don't know how that happens. And then out of the ACC, you end up with a one-loss Syracuse champion. Don't ask me how Clemson gets left out. Syracuse plays Clemson this weekend. They win. Syracuse loses somewhere else. I don't know. The committee cannot put a one-loss Kansas State and a one-loss Syracuse over those four SEC schools. I just I can't see it happening. I just I know people are sitting there like, "What the heck? Bring bring Nick back on." Will's lost his mind. Hey, look, I'm just I'm here for the conversation. So this is what you'd end up with: a number one Alabama versus a number four Georgia in a playoff game, and then a number two Tennessee and a number three Ole Miss, vice versa, in the other playoff game. We ended up with a Georgia-Tennessee national championship game, which would break the internet. Georgia crushes them. It's not even close. They end up having to retire uh, the Rocky Top song. Um, Peyton disavows the entire program. Uh, He burns every single orange checkered uh, button down he has. Um, He even does a nationwide commercial uh, where he does a shout out for the University of Georgia. That's how bad Georgia beats Tennessee in that national championship game. Wild hot take. I know it took a lot of brain power. I really hope everyone enjoyed me uh, listening to me uh, run through that. Uh, So that's what I've got. That's enough football. Um, Let's go ahead. Let's talk about what's next on my list. MLB postseason. So let's talk baseball. Um, I think we've given disclaimers before. We are not a baseball podcast. We are a football gambling podcast. So um, with that being said, just a quick run through. Unfortunately, our Braves, our Atlanta Braves, my Atlanta Braves, uh, Nick's a Cardinals fan. I don't know if anyone knew that, but um, our Braves lost to the Phillies last week, uh, last weekend. MLB postseason is weird. Um, the Phillies were hot. This is actually a Nick take, and I 100% agree with it. I think a lot of people will. Baseball, is when you, when you finish the baseball season, teams that are hot going into the playoffs, they catch fire. They can go a long way. The Braves did it last year. They did the exact same thing. They had a very meh record. Um, got hot, won the World Series. Um, I would love to see the Phillies or Padres win it all. They both have good stories. Um, both were wildcard teams. You know, and, and no one wants to see the Astros win again. I, 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 nobody, I mean, they're cheaters. They, you know, nobody wants to see that. Or the Yankees, which I actually had forgotten that they have not won um, a World Series in over, well over a decade, I think since 2009, which is hilarious because they're always known for being great. Uh, like I said, not a baseball podcast. Um, but I have been taking a few MLB uh, bets here and there. Uh, I'm 11 and five on my season, my season starting in August. So I'm 11 and five up 16 units on MLB. So, um, you know, I've done pretty well. And uh, if you want to follow the action app and maybe want some free money, I I would, I would suggest it. Um, I can't guarantee wins. I, I don't think legally I can do that, but I can guarantee based on that 16 game sample size that you are going to win 70% of the time. If you follow my baseball bets, there's not a lot of season left. Uh, we're, we're both in the championship series for NL and AL. So not a lot to, to gamble on, but 
if I take a pick based on my uh, sample size of 11 and five, I'm going to win 70% of the time. So free money, uh, neither here nor there, but um, that's, that's MLB postseason. Um, next, what we have up on, let's see. We've got our three questions with a random member of our League of Cougars Fantasy Football League. I'm doing this this week because Nick doesn't – I tried to do it, I think, two weeks ago, maybe last week, and Nick didn't want anything to do with it. So while he's not here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to do it. Um, so I'm going to pick Carson Hicks. I just name-dropped a, a full name. Hopefully she answers. If she doesn't, I'm just going to move on. Um, but here we are. We're going to call her live on the podcast. All right. Carson Hicks. Hey, it's Will Hembry, uh, Commissioner, League of Cougars Fantasy Football League. How you doing? Wonderful. So excited. That's great. That's great. You are live on Miracles and Rivalries podcast. It is just me. Um, so I've got three questions for you. They're, they're pretty pretty light questions, so I, I won't make you think too hard. Um, first question, are you going to set your lineup this week? Uh, uh, I will try. If not, I'm going to get my little brother to do it for me. Okay. So there is a Thursday night football game. I don't know if you knew. Um, that's going on right I think, now. I think my lineup's set. Hold on. Let me go look. Okay. Actually, I don't think it's set. Well, okay. Well, <laughs> Great. Sorry. Okay. Next question. Um, it has to do with setting your lineup. Are you going to start Dak Prescott this week? Yes, I will be starting Dak. No questions about it. Zach, you're gonna you're gonna start him over Zach Wilson. I think is your backup. He had four points this week, so I will not be starting Zach Wilson under any circumstances. Okay. All right. So Zach, uh, I get I'm getting confused. Dak gets it's too many acts. Dak, Zach. Zach will get the start okay. against the Lions. Dak, for sure. what if he re-injures his uh, hand? His thumb. His thumb. Then Marcus Mariota will unfortunately be starting. <laughs> okay. All right. I like it. I like it. Um, okay. Last question, and I'll let you go. Do you think you'll make the playoffs this year? No. <laughs> Absolutely no shot. Okay. All right. Well, that was three questions with – a random member of the League of Cougars Fantasy Football League. All right, thanks, Carson. Thanks, Will. All right, bye. All right, that was uh, Carson Hicks, a member of our Fantasy Football League, uh, with her three questions. Um, so now we've got our interview, our first-ever interview. So I'm going to go ahead and – what I'm going to do is I'm going to kick it over to myself, interviewing Alex, and then Nick and I will be on the other side with picks. We now welcome on our very first guest on the show, former Stanford punter from 2013 to 2017, Alex Robinson. Alex, welcome. How are you doing? Glad, I'm doing great. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. So you're, you're, you're our very first guest my uh, co-host Nick and I, we, we talked about doing guests and it's usually just us bantering back and forth about football and there's never time and he actually can't do the show tonight. He's going to call in later and we're going to record him. But I figured 
Let me let me call up Alex Robinson, uh, one of my favorite college football players of all time, and let's let's do a let's for sure. let's do let's do an interview and just let's uh, you know let's just talk about let's talk about Stanford. Uh, just yeah. you know talk about your time there. You know you you were I, I looked up your stats before to kind of get an idea. So you played in two thousand I guess the fall two thousand fifteen and sixteen. Correct. That's correct. Yeah. So, okay. Um, yeah, so I started in, uh, I, I walked on, I was a walk-on all four years, um, so started in 2013. Um, I, uh, I spent two years in development, which I sorely needed for all sorts of reasons. Um, the, um, and then 20, fall of 2015, I had the, the chance to compete for the starting job with um, an, another guy by the name of Jake Bailey. Um, he is now the punter for the Patriots. He is really, really good at what he does. Oh wow! Um, but uh, but he was a freshman at that time, and um, and it was kind of you know I had an opportunity to, to compete for the starting job and won the starting job and ended up having about as good of a season as I could have hoped to expect. Right. Um, I, I I think I did well. I still think you know one of um, you know what we won all sorts of stuff that year. Uh, Twenty fifteen year was a was a great year for for Stanford football. Um, so we had started off the season kind of slow with a loss at Northwestern and then uh, really turned things around next week, went into USC's house to beat USC, and we ended up winning a couple of really thrilling games, uh, one near Halloween time um, against Washington State, um, unforgettable win against Notre Dame that year, too, where uh, Conrad Ucapina hit a 45-yard game, 45 yard game winning field goal. Uh, and then it was capped off all of this by the end with an absolute rubbing of Iowa in the Rose Bowl. Wow. Um, and then, yeah, so that was, I mean, you, you want to talk about kind of uh, living living in a, like, a, on a different plane of existence football-wise for three or four <laughs> months. Like, that was... That like, was next pretty, level. Pretty, I'll tell yeah, you, was, I've got chills. I, I remember, I do remember, because I kept up while we were both in college. I would keep up with Stanford, and that, that was during... I mean, that was the prime time of Stanford football. I mean, I, I did not yeah. know that you guys were – so you, you played in the Rose Bowl. Yeah, I did. Wow. Um, admittedly, not my best showing, but um, okay. regardless, like, you know, I have a, I have a huge ring at home to, to show for it. And um, Oh, absolutely. And I think, and I think the, the Stanford team that year um, – and, and obviously, I'm incredibly biased – um, but the Stanford team that year had a had a unique combination of uh, of people on the offensive and defensive side. We had a bunch of fifth year seniors who were a bunch of really gritty guys that were like the last of the Harbaugh recruiting class. Right. Um, and I mean, I think we could have gone toe to toe with anybody in the country. Um, so you know, it, it, we were we were really hoping that we'd end up in the in the playoff that year. But we had a couple of hiccups. Uh, along the way, um, we finished thirteen and two, which is absolutely nothing to be ashamed of. Yeah. Um, but um, but I, I think that that Stanford team that year was might have been the best in program history. I'm wow. not super well versed with everything, but yeah. at least like from from this from what we were feeling, I mean, when, when we were on, I mean, especially with Christian McCaffrey that year, I mean, he was he had what like thirty eight hundred all purpose yards. Yeah. Uh, just a man who did everything. Um, and, and did it incredibly well, um, and was was incredibly humble about everything too. So, right, um, he, you know, that was that was a pretty that was a pretty pretty incredible year. Yeah, um, I totally forgot know. that Christian McCaffrey. You played you played with Christian McCaffrey. I totally forgot I he did. was at Stanford during yeah. that time. Wow. Yeah, so he, 
uh, he was a freshman my sophomore year. Okay. No. And then, yeah, he was a sophomore. Yeah, he was one. No, yeah, he was one year behind me. Um, I think that's correct. I, I truthfully can't remember, and I should, but I don't. Um, and then um, he was on the team. Uh, no, he was a. Yeah, I can't remember. Um, no, that's fine. But anyway, yeah, he's you know he was. I'm that sure was, you know, a ton of NFL talent was, was on, yeah, on that well, on that team. <laughs> right. Um, you know, we had a couple of guys. We, we had I mean, we had so many people that ended up making teams. Um, one of the D linemen actually that we had that year, Zisha too, was in the Philadelphia Eagles organization the year they won the Super Bowl. So he got a Super Bowl ring. Wow. Um, so I mean, Kevin Hogan uh, was. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's, he's still, he's still bouncing around and, and working, uh, to, to, to get his feet set in the NFL, but he's a, another incredibly humble, hardworking guy, very intelligent. Um, so, uh, but, but yeah, like, like you said, the, the roster was pretty stacked with talent. Wow. Um, that's, so a, we, we were, yeah, that's great. Yeah. And we didn't know quite how the year would turn out because we were coming off of a, uh, like a nine and four year or something. We went to the Foster Farms Bowl the year before, um, which was um, which was cool because it was in San Francisco, but it was disappointing for the standards that we had set for the program because right. the year before that we were in the Rose Bowl again. Right. So I actually got to go to two Rose Bowls while I was there. Wow. Uh, my freshman year and my junior year. Yeah, that that it was a pretty pretty incredible experience. Um, so, but yeah, that that roster was very talented. We all. And, and the other thing was that we had great team synergy. I think everybody was kind of just, you know, everybody read off of each other well. It was it was really it was really kind of magical to watch um, as a player, and I can't imagine what it looked like as a, as a spectator. Yeah, wow. Well, that that's that's great. I, I just shows I, I need to do my uh, my research. I should have had all that stuff. I knew that you guys had some good seasons, but I, I didn't really yeah. have any notes. I knew one of them was like stood out. Because I'm sure you and yeah. I texted back and forth in college about it. Yeah, I think you texted me after the, uh, the Northwestern game. Yes. I, I still, that might have been the best game of college football I've ever played. Yes. Um, so I was, I was on fire that day. Yeah. Um, didn't end up winning the game, but man, like, to have a showing like that, that was just like, that was, that was such a huge... No, it was great. I, I remember I, I would watch the Stanford games and my college buddies. They'd be like, Why are we watching Stanford? Because I, I hopped around. I ended up, you know, finishing in Georgia, but, you know, we'd have the Georgia game and I'm, I'd have the Stanford game on. <laughs> I'm like, I, yeah. that, that, see the punter right there? I, I know him. He's one of my buddies. Yeah. <laughs> so. my, uh, my, brother did, my brother did the same thing at Georgia Tech at his fraternity whenever the Stanford game was on. He put it off in the main room and, like, you know, he sent me videos of people cheering. It was like, it's like, you know, hearing stuff like that. Um, and, you know, as, as somebody who's definitely not like a household name for everybody is like, it's so, I don't know. It's so charming. Like very yeah. appreciative. No, uh, absolutely. Like pe- people like, you know, own it. And, You're verified on yeah. Instagram. Yeah, man. I, I got the verified tag. <laughs> you are. I was <laughs> somebody, I don't, I don't know. It was a few years ago. Somebody was looking at my followers and they said, you have somebody who follows you that's verified. I was like, yeah, that's Stanford all-time great punter, Alex Robinson. <laughs> and they just gave me this blank look. And I was like, yeah. it was funny. Well, hey, I wanted to uh, talk about uh, the win last weekend, the huge upset oh, against Notre Dame, 17-point yeah. underdogs, and they went yeah. out right. I mean, right. that's that's incredible. 
Yeah, and and to go into South Bend is not an easy place to play. Yeah, um, I, I wasn't sure of the the weather conditions because you know obviously Palo Alto in California is kind of, I mean it's kind of amazing in the fall. It never really gets super cold until late November at night. Um, you know it's sunny because it's California, um, but Notre Dame like it's hostile um, for sure. The fans hate you, right? Um, and 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 my and for my side. I don't think I hate a college football team more than Notre Dame, Notre Dame. <laughs> or, or, or any team on the planet for that matter. Right. Um, so, uh, and, and, if, and if I'm, and if they're still doing the same lodging situation from that from when I was there, like the team stays like ninety minutes away from Notre Dame, um, okay. and so it's a hike to get in, um, and so you're up really early, and then the fans suck, um, and. You know, and it's Notre Dame, and everybody hates you, and then touchdown Jesus is looking at you. But that is a <laughs> wild place to play and win. Yeah, um, I'm also you know, a Notre Dame hater. I they've they've done me dirty on gambling. Uh, Georgia yeah. is two and zero against them. I w- I went to the Notre Dame game in 2019 in Athens, and didn't, the, the didn't Notre Dame get stomped. It was closer than it should have been. It was. Okay. I think they covered the spread, but the Notre Dame game or the Notre Dame fans that I encountered were not pleasant. And no, it, they have um, a lot of them have this illusion that they're this, this great football team every year, but they play a bunch of cupcake games, and then right. you know, a couple of years ago they made the foot the the playoff. Yeah, you know, number four seed, they won all twelve games or whatever. And then they just got absolutely crushed six feet under by whoever they played. Yeah. And it was so satisfying to watch. That's the trend um, with Notre Dame football. Because, I, I mean, well, yeah. BCS back in 20, 2012, they played Alabama and it wasn't even close. I think they've yeah. had two bouts of, of the college football playoff where they've just gotten demolished. I think maybe probably Clemson and Alabama have both had their yeah. fair share of just destroying yeah. them. But. I will tell you, I, 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 this is a gambling podcast, so I took, I took Stanford plus 17. My co-host, he's not here to defend himself, so I won't throw him under the bus. Um, he tried to talk me off the ledge. He tried to get me to take Notre Dame. And yeah. I was like, 17 points. I mean, I've, I've watched Stanford right. football this year. I've watched Notre Dame football. I was, it's so many points. for, And I, they won. I should have taken the money line. I would have been a little bit richer. Uh, but, um, yeah, phenomenal win. I never, I never was nervous <laughs> and that's a great feeling yeah. on the gambling side oh, yeah. when you got right. 17 points to work with and they were winning for most of the game. So that, you know, phenomenal, phenomenal win. Yeah. Um, let's see here. So I, I I'm going to skip a couple questions cause I, I wanted to try to do this under 15 minutes. And we've never talked about this, but if, if, did you ever have any interest in, in going to the NFL, on going professional? So, yeah, so there was, I think I think everybody in my situation after the junior year is thinking, okay, I'm going to have a baller senior year, and then I'm going to work out and try to go to the NFL. Um, unfortunately, I, you know, I, I the, the next year in the fall when it came time to compete for the starting job again, um, I was not as good as the other guy, and I was much better than I was the year before. It was the best I had ever putted in my life, and I couldn't keep up with with with, uh, with Mr. Bailey. Right. Um, and so I kind of had to to weigh that with okay, I'm the number two punter on a team. I think we were the deepest punting unit in the nation because I think either one of us could have gone and started it 
90% of the other D1 programs. Um, so, um, so I, I, you know, my, my metric was, okay, you can still try, but you have to realize that, you know, your game film is going to be a little bit older. Um, I did play a little bit my senior year. Um, but the other thing was is I was dealing with some, um, with some personal items and I didn't feel like I was mentally ready to, to sacrifice as much as I would have needed to. Right. To make it to the NFL. And so as kind of a, you know, and then I had some other academic stuff going on. I just started a, a master's program. I was beginning to write a thesis. Um, and so, um, it was like a decision I think I made just to kind of preserve my own sanity to, to only focus on kind of one thing at a time. And, and by the time I, you know, by the time I had thought like the end of the season rolled around, I had kind of made up my mind that I was going to get a master's degree. And I'm like, I'm like, I, I'm committed to that now. Right. So, um, I, I'm going to continue my schooling and I, I don't have any regrets on that decision. Um, I thought I would, and there are times where I'm like, man, it would have really been cool just to like go to a training camp. Yeah. But, um, but for me, it's like, I wasn't, I, I was, I was kind of ready to, to walk away for a little bit. Gotcha. Um, because, because the last year, like personally for me, had been very difficult with some, with some individual family issues. So, right. um, I was very happy to just kind of be able to step back. I can enjoy my senior spring. I can finish my classes. Like I can lead into stuff like that. So yes, there was a dream to do it at one point, but um, I think I made the right decision for myself. Yeah. To not. To, um, but you know, there are times, like I said, where I certainly wish that you know where where you look back, and you're like, man, like would have been cool to do it once, but yeah. it's okay. I, I have I have no regrets. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it takes the pressure off me. This is totally random, and if you don't remember this, I'm just going to sound silly. When, when you and I were in high school and, you know, we would hang out and we, we, I would joke that I wanted to be your sports agent because yeah. I, I don't yeah, know if you okay, <laughs> I'm glad that you do. I would yeah. joke that I would be your sports agent with the idea that I was, I guess, going to go to law school and be an attorney and, and make my way somehow to being a sports agent. Uh, well, I'll tell you that that didn't happen. I, I yeah. am not an attorney. I did not go to law school. Uh, I'm an insurance agent now, and I uh, part time I do a podcast, so the pressure's off of me uh, because I was really nervous there at the end of college on whether or not you were going to reach out to me and say, "Hey, Will, yeah. I'm, I'm ready to go to the NFL, uh, <laughs> or can you be my agent?" And I I just have no clue on how to approach uh, that request. So I, I appreciate you to taking that pressure off me. <laughs> yeah, oh, that, I'm happy to help, man. Yeah, can. <laughs> absolutely. Um, next question. Uh, I think I don't know if I said this to you. Favorite punter in a, in the NFL? I is is it is it yeah, Jake Bailey? So I it's it, so currently I'm gonna say Jake. Okay. Um, just because Jake's my guy. Yeah. Um, you know we are great friends in college. Um, not in contact as much anymore, but I've seen him play in person when the Falcons came when the Patriots came beat the Falcons twenty six to nothing in Mercedes Benz. Yes. Great. Um. <laughs> so you know I say I I you know. I'm, I'm, I've always got Jake's back. I'm not a Patriots fan, but I'm a Jake fan. There you go. Um, when I was like, when I was first learning how to punt and train, um, the guy that I still hold in very high regard, he's still in the NFL right now, is Thomas Morstead. Okay. Uh, and for the Falcons fans out there, that's going to irk you because he played for the Saints for a long time. Um, and but from a from a purely like. I'm just like, I'm going to sound like a total nerd here, but from a purely technical perspective, he's like mechanically perfect in terms of how you want to drop the ball, 
where do you want to strike it? Where does it like? Where does it? Where do you hit? Like, how high is the ball hitting in relation to your body? Um, you know, his step pattern, his operation times, like all of that is so fine tuned and mechanically like pristine. Um, I just knew that um, you know that that he was getting the most out of his body with every single ball that he hit, and he was incredibly consistent. And so, if you watch like SMU career highlights from him, I've watched that video thirty times. He's just he's just sending pigskins to the moon. Yeah. Um, in college, like he was he was really good, um, and he's a really big dude too. He's like six three, two twenty. Wow. You know, benches like four oh five kind of stuff. He's a monster. So um, he plays. I, th- I don't know if he starts, but he I'm a big fan of- he he plays for the Dolphins now. So I'll keep an eye out. Yeah. The Dolphins, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he cut out for a second. Yeah, he was the Dolphins. Yeah, he's, he's there. He was in, um, I think he was in Atlanta for a, for like a moment. Yeah, but, um, I, I'm looking yeah, at he that. around a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. What about, how do you feel about, so I only know, I guess, four NFL punters now. Uh, well, I'm going to include you in my <laughs> in my list. Yeah. Alex Robinson, um, Jake Bailey. So Jake uh, Kamara, the Georgia punter who got drafted, yeah. Have you have you watched? I, I keep up with him just because he went to Georgia, and yeah, they I, play I Tampa Bay games. I don't know much about him. I know he's a local kid to, to UGA. Yeah. Um. And um. And he seems like a tall, lanky, kind of like prototypical NFL punter. Right. Long legs. Um. So you know, you see, like obviously he got drafted. He's got incredible talent and potential to play. Um. But putting is one of those things where it's like you could literally just have like a bad game or two and they could ax you. Like it's, it's, it can be that. Oh yeah. It can be that cutthroat, especially when you're young and you know, they're going to, they're going to pay you. I mean, if you got drafted, you can make a little more than the rookie minimum. But you know, if you're going to make 500 grand and it's just like, okay, like we can go out and give this other guy for 600 grand who we know is good and we're just going to ax you and we're just going to call even. Yeah. You know, that's like. You know, kicking, yeah, kicking in the NFL in general, whether you're punting or kicking, I've always felt like it's yeah. cutthroat. I mean, I feel like there's just like a roulette of of punters yeah. and kickers out there just ready to go, and right. you'll I, see names I, that just show back up, and you're like, okay, forgot about this guy. Yeah. I think you probably have three x the number of kickers in the United States that could actually play on an NFL team than NFL teams. Wow. So, so maybe. So let's just say there's, I would say there's at least another 30 guys that could just drop in and, and kick at an NFL level that are in the United States right now, if not another, like, round of 30. Um, and there are so many people that are so, like, close to that level, too. So, I mean, it's ruthlessly competitive. Right. Um, so, so what you're telling me is that you're on that list of 30 and that you might be interested in, in making a comeback? Is, is that what I'm hearing? No, no, not okay. at all. Um, I'm, I'm kind of. I, I have a. I have a much different career path now, and I'm. I, I'm fully set on it. So, right. Um, When's the last time you punted? Yeah. Oh God. Um, I punted a football last summer. Sometime I was in a. Funnily enough, I was in a kickball league with a uh, with uh, with a bunch of my friends, and somebody had brought a football, and I'm like, I want to see if I still got it, and I don't have the flexibility, but like the contact and the form, the right, and everything like that is all still there. Um, I, I thought about picking it up again casually because truthfully, like it's it's hard to describe. Like if you're having a good day, going out and just practicing playing football, it's almost like meditative. It's very zen. It's very. It's like so nice. It's it's a feeling when you 
back up as one, just because I enjoyed it, but two, there's a lot of physical attributes that go into that that make a good punter that are just good things to be like good lifestyle habits to have. Right. So flexibility and warming up and like you know you know you being able to convert power to you know to motion and all that kind of stuff. So um, it's something that I've thought about picking up again, um, but. For me, it's like I'd have to get new cleats and I'd have to buy footballs. And it's yeah, like at that point, a whole process. Bucks. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to spend a six hundred bucks, six hundred bucks in a hobby that I might that I might not always have the time to continue. And plus, it's getting close to being winter. Yeah, I, I hate playing with cold hands, man. I can't do it. Yeah. And so I'm like, you know, it. For me, at this point, it, you know, I'll do it when when you know if if I feel a stronger urge to do it in the future, sure. And if people will be, if I, and I and I can do it as a party trick, essentially, but. You know, there's not a lot of value in, in being like, hey, look at this football. Oh, no, it's 50 yards away from me now. <laughs> Um, so that's, that's like well, a shitty party trick. We loved the party trick in high school. I, I know you remember we used to go over to yeah, the high. To the, the Doug, yeah, the Douglasville football field. Right? Yeah, and we would just yeah. watch you kick and punt. I don't want to say for hours, but you know, you would just punt, and we. Like yeah, and we would just go. We would just keep retrieving the balls and just watch oh, you. My God, it was me, and it was me, you, uh, Bill, and. Mason, I think. Yeah. Is that right? Mason yeah, Mason. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it was. Um, that was like that was fun, man. Like it was a hike to get out there, but it was fun. Oh, it's tons of fun, yeah. and you, and you say it's like a zen. I mean, it was almost like a zen for us to watch when you, when you're watching somebody who actually knows how to punt football, and yeah. it's just it's. It's bizarre. I don't know if our listeners understand, but I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I always loved watching yeah. you punt. Um, what was your fur- what was your furthest punt? That, uh, this is kind of maybe a silly question. Did you ever recorded in a game? And I, I know a lot of punting is well, you just don't want to touch back. But you know, was were you guys yeah. ever pinned deep where you just launched it? Was there anything like yeah, that? Yeah. So, so my longest, I, 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 I'll, I, I'll have, I have two answers. Question. So my longest punt in college was fifty-eight, I think. Okay. But I will say that that, that ball had a little bit of a roll. Um, it was a, it wasn't a good punting week for me. Um, it happened against Washington my junior year, the year that I played it. I played every game. Um, but um, and then in high school, um, I had a seventy-one yard punt, and truthfully, the guy could have let it roll another five or ten yards, but wow. neither here or there. Yeah. Um, the, the, the punting style that we had didn't necessarily, like, I, I, this is not to say, like, oh, like, I just couldn't crank a football. No, it's like the punting style that we employed was a directional thing. And I was really, so we were always aiming for the, I was always aiming for the sideline. And so if I had a ball that would go 60, 70 yards, it would have to be kind of outside of the parameters of what I was aiming for to accomplish in a punt. Um, so, and, and also in college, like, truthfully, I didn't have a world-ending leg like Jake Bailey does. Right. I was really good at placing the ball where I wanted it to. Yeah. And so if you go back and watch like the like the Northwestern game or the Washington game, it's like there was one punt against Washington where we were pinned deep, um, and I hit like a fifty-yard punt to the sideline, and the guy couldn't return it. I'm like, that's like I call that flipping the field. Like that's like I gave my team like field position. I cleared midfield. Like that's like that was like where my focus was. Um, but yeah, like I, I didn't have a world beater leg. Um, but, uh, but I do remember but, you were able that I, you would explain to us, you were able to place the ball where you wanted to. And I vividly remember yeah. that. And I mean, I think right. that's just as important of, 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 and 
terms of booting it versus putting it where you want it to, to be, uh, it's right. not more important because, uh, I mean, you could punt it yeah. out of bounds at the five. I mean, that's a lot better yeah. than, you know. Right. And, 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 and putting it towards the sideline really helps your coverage unit because not only not only did we directionally punt, and I haven't seen any games this year or truthfully like recently, but the same special teams guy is there. And so I have to imagine he's running the same scheme where you directional punt. And the and the coverage scheme for the gunners and the entire coverage unit is based is is predicated on the fact that the punter is putting the ball where he's told. Right. So, um, and so for me, I'm like, okay, of utmost importance is is direction. Like I, I cannot if I'm gonna if I'm gonna punt to the left side of the field, if the ball lands on the hash, I've now zoned off two-thirds of my coverage unit just of where I put the football. And so for me, it was always airing way farther towards the sideline. But then, you know, you go and look at the stats and you have like a, you have a 52-yard punt that you go cross field that goes out of bounds. Like that's a 60-yard punt if you hit it straight. Right. Like you're still, you're still cranking footballs in the, but sometimes if you're, you know, the angles can make the distances look a little deceiving. So um, I, I was really good at, for like a lot of the, like, I, I was really good that year. Um, I know I, I knew I didn't have the, the leg to kick over anybody, but I could put it in a place where they couldn't return it anyway. Right. So, which is um, important. So that, Very yeah, important. Yeah, exactly. My coverage team loved me because I would literally kick at the ball and land out of bounds. They shot up the field. They gladly, you know, we didn't have to sprint more than 20 <laughs> yards. Like, right. Over. Exactly. So, well, well, hey, I got one last question for you. It's kind of a silly question. Yeah. Has Stanford reached out to you? To retire your jersey number, or do, do any sort of induction into the Stanford Hall of Fame? Is that has that happened yet? Un- unfortunately, not. Ah. Um, I do have the distinct pleasure of sharing the same jersey number as John Lynch, who was a oh. cracked out safety. Yeah. In, um, yeah. Way back when, he's the GM of the uh, 49ers now. Um, he's the GM of the 49ers now. So okay. If his jersey number ever gets retired, mine gets retired too. So wow, we'll we'll, we'll pray for that. That'll be pretty great. <laughs> yeah, um, did not know so, that. That's yeah. that's a pretty cool, fun stat that I'm I'm gonna pull out. Yeah. You know, I'm 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 almost positive that's true. I'm like almost positive that's true. We'll run with um, it. We'll but, just say it's yeah, true, no, exactly. even if it's not. Exactly. It's true. Exactly. We'll act like it is. It's great. So <laughs> well, awesome. Well, Alex, this has been great. Uh, we appreciate you taking the time. I know, I know I said we would do about 10, 15 minutes. I think this is probably going to be about a 30-minute uh, recording. But I, I really, really appreciate it. I know it was last minute. Um, this has been awesome. And we'd love to have you back. I, I, you know, I think it would be cool. Maybe towards the end of the season. I will say, do, you, do we think Stanford's going to make a bowl game? I think we have a less than – like a little bit less than a coin flip chance to make it. Okay. Um, I think winning a big game like this gives the gives the program and the and the and the players a lot of momentum. Um, but the only thing about the the thing about momentum is like it's only good if you use it. Right. So and and playing in the Pac-12, um, you know, not necessarily the the strongest conference in the world, but it's everybody's a D1 program. There's lots of tough games coming up. You still got to travel to all sorts of places. Um, but um, you know, I think the boys can pull it together. Um, but you know, they're they're two and four right now. They're going to need to go what four and two the rest of the season, right? Um, and uh, and and that's like that's not that's nothing by no means is that guaranteed. So yeah. um, I'll give you, know, you four wins right now. You guys are going to win against Arizona State this weekend, Washington okay. State, Cal, and BYU. 
the the two uh, two coin flips are UCLA and Utah. Okay, I'm also somewhat worried about UCLA. UCLA seems to be have a pretty good team this year too. Yeah, Chip um, Kelly, he's then, back. <laughs> yeah, and uh, is uh, is Washington State home or away? Do you know? It is home, so it's in Palo Alto. It's home, okay. Yeah. That's good. Um, yeah. Playing up in Pullman is really hard. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. Well, fingers crossed. Yeah. Hopefully, we win all six and go to a go to a, go to a bowl game. Absolutely. We'll have you yeah. back on. We'll have you back on, and we can maybe preview that or something. Whatever you want. Yeah, but I'd be, I'd be happy to do like that, and uh, you know, I mean, we could also do like if you have like special teams blunders or, or good plays, like I can help break break things. Yeah. Out of why things work? Why things did? Why why they didn't? I'd be happy happy to absolutely happy to, happy to hop back on. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks, Alex. We appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right, we are back. Um, that was Alex Robinson, uh, former Stanford Cardinal, great uh, former punter. Um, I've got Nick with me now. Nick is here. Uh, he is traveling this weekend. He, he, he jumped in. We're going to do some picks. Nick, I, I said it at the beginning of the podcast. You'll be able to hear. I'm super excited for you to hear this interview. Like, I, <laughs> I have been giddy about it all day. The audio, I hope, is good, but um, in, in terms of true football guy, I mean, he yeah. just talked fo- He talked about the Rose Bowl. He talked about Jake Bailey, uh, who he played with, who's the punter for the Patriots. It was cool. I, w- I wish That's- you could have, like, interviewed him with me. <laughs> Because yeah, I, had- I didn't know you were doing this. You just well, kind of took – I thought you were messing with me today, and I was like – I didn't yeah. think you were serious. No, I well, you, when we figured we couldn't record, I was like, let me try to pivot. Let me figure something out. And I just – I hadn't talked to him in, like, two years. I just texted him, and he responded like that. He's like, I'd be glad to, but I've got to do it today at, like, 1230. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> so <laughs> I had to put together some questions, figured it out. And, yeah, so I'm super excited to, like, get done, edit I'll, this. I'll listen to it, yeah. I'll yeah. listen to it tomorrow morning. Super excited. Well, let's do picks. Um, let's do some picks. All right, let's do picks. I know you probably did the recap without me early on. I'm yeah, I did say. The first half, so. I did. I did one thing. I, I gave you your mortal lock hit last week. Uh, yes. Miami Virginia Tech under forty six and a half. Yep. Yeah, that was a beautiful. Twenty seventeen game. It was an under game the entire time. I wrote yep. with you. It hit. That was the only thing I spoke you on everything else I, I thought you did okay last weekend I had an okay weekend the only what screwed me was I took uh the Braves money line uh yeah. to show some fight and I put a lot I put a lot of juice behind that and that kind of bombed the the payouts for the weekend but I think I was like um like 18 and 12 on the day so overall solid aside from I, I bombed my profits by taking the Braves so yeah. that screwed me uh not a baseball podcast we're a football football show so that's okay I said that three. That's so funny. You just said that now. I said I talked a little bit of MLB postseason at the end, and I said about at least twice. Not a not a baseball podcast. No nope. football gambling podcast. Um, so not an NBA podcast either. Not I an am, NBA. I did not talk NBA. I just, I'm one for two on NBA to start the year, and I'm retired from the NBA. So I'm afraid to touch the NBA. I'm zero for zero. I, I will. I'll probably bet like Christmas Day games. Just to stay yeah. entertained but well, I, I did a uh, sports solstice parlay uh today and that's gonna go one for three because i suck so college football is my bread and butter um but we can we can jump into that um the only thing i'll say is 
game of the century last West week was Tennessee, Alabama. I don't think we'll see another, a better college football game for quite oh, some time. Yeah, no, that I, was bonkers. That was incredible. I, I, I talked about it a little bit. Um, Tennessee plus two twenty cash. That was oh God. One. Yeah. That was my one bright spot. Um, yeah, absolutely. I actually, <laughs> I'll just let you listen. I, I did a really funny, stupid <laughs> thing. That's going to give you a, <laughs> You might have a stroke after you're done okay. listening to it. I can't, I can't wait. I can't wait. Will, how many picks do you have for this week? Okay, so I'm pretty light. I do have a Thursday night football pick that is doing pretty well right now. I, I put – it's actually I, – I put on here it's my game of the year. I get another game of the year. <laughs> so I put 18 units on Cardinals money line. It's on up here. They're currently winning 28 to 14. Uh, pulled it out of my ass about – three o'clock today maybe like three three thirty i just kind of had a lull period i said you know what let's do a game of the year let's put 18 units on uh cardinals money line minus 150 so that's, that's my that's my big pick then i've so i've got five college football and then four nfl um yeah. so really light so i'll just start syracuse plus yeah. 13 and a half against clemson we're head oh, to head to start head to head. Okay. I, i'm only going to be here for 20 minutes and we're head to head on the first pick i have Okay, so like on paper, I understand Syracuse is ranked where they're at. I get that, but yeah. also like, they're they're these two teams talent wise are not in the same stratosphere. I, yeah. I feel like two touchdowns just isn't enough. I'm on Clemson. My I'm laying the thirteen and a half. That game is in Death Valley. Yeah, I I'm really betting. I'm double betting against. I still need two losses from Clemson. It didn't happen last week. I don't know that we're going to get it. Yeah. We're not, I don't think we're, we are. It was supposed to happen last week against Florida State. Right. Here's my next one, Syracuse. So it's like, does the blind squirrel find its nut? I mean, <laughs> they can at least cover, put up a fight. So, okay, head to head. Um, <laughs> that, there's the start. Uh, next game I've got, this is a random one. Northern Illinois minus three against Ohio. I don't think I have that on my card. That's a game I would normally pick, and that's – I don't have that. Okay, so, good for here, you. Here's here's my reason. Northern okay. Illinois starting quarterback. Yeah. You know who it is? I don't. Top Rock, I don't. Rocky Lombardi. That's right. Rocky is. That's right. He's got to be related to one of those just, Lombardis. Just a name. Just a name game. It's a Fair name enough. game. It's a name game. Fair enough. Minus three <laughs> against a really crappy Ohio team. Um, I say they're crappy. Ohio's not. Yeah, they're they're uh, rough. Um, yeah. So I'll take I'll take them. That's okay. I like where your head's at. That's kind of a deep cut play. I like yeah, it. Just kind of random. Uh, next pick. Okay. Uh, I already feel like, no, I don't think we're head to head. I don't actually think you maybe touched this game. Okay. I've got Ole Miss plus 120 at LSU. Nope. We're head to head. I've taken, I'm taking ah, LSU. Taking LSU. <laughs> Go Tigers. Go Tigers. I think, I think Ole Miss blows their brakes off. I think. So this, this game's going to be going to be a close one for LSU, but you might see me sprinkle like a, like an uh, an Ole Miss minus like twelve and a half alternate line as like, just, just I could case. see it going. Either. Yeah, that. yeah. Anyhow, okay. I'm just gonna you know what go Tigers, suck that Tiger dick. I, if it was like a night game, <laughs> I maybe three three thirty two thirty Central. I, yeah, I like um, the know. over in that game too. I, I did like the over in that. I did like the over in that. I might I might touch that. Okay, head to head again. Next pick, I've got Kansas plus 10 against Baylor. I just have the over in that game. Okay, over. I didn't touch the team there. I just have the over 58 and a half. Kansas' quarterback is still out. But <laughs> he is. I don't 
I don't know. They lost by 10 exactly to Oklahoma last week. The spread was nine and a half. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it was. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I like 10 points. I'm riding with Kansas. Kansas has done well for me this year. I mean, I think anybody who's taken them since they have had a surprisingly good year. um, Uh, Kansas has been good against the spread this year as well. Um, Yeah. I think last week was the the first one they lost. I think they were five and – well, depending on when the closing line was, they're either 5-1-1 one one or 5-0-2 oh, against the spread. Yeah. Depending on where um, the line landed last week, depending on what your book is. Yeah. My last pick for college football, Alabama Ole Miss. Or, oh, through, I've been talking to myself a lot for about an hour and a half, so bear with me. Um, yeah, you're fine. Alabama Mississippi State over 61 points. Okay. Points. You have the over there. I have the over. I, I didn't touch that game because I just didn't. I can see where Alabama may be just yeah. – the last few times they've played, Alabama has just blown out Mike Leach and Mississippi State. It hasn't been a game. Like, we're, it's like an 80-point differential in our last two meetings. Like, it hasn't been close, which scares me that yeah. maybe we don't get an over because Mississippi State – like, their team total for this game is only around, like, 19 or 20, and mm-hmm. I'm going to need three touchdowns from Mississippi State to hit an over probably. Yeah, That's what scares me um, about that pick. But Alabama very easily could just play – you're going to get a very pissed off Nick Saban. My only problem with that is maybe that defense is embarrassed after last week. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, Mississippi State at home, though, I would think their offense can do something. So, yeah, over 61, I don't hate it. I don't have it. I'm lean, I am would link the over, but that's – Yeah, I just see – I, I would just, feel better if I could get, like, 50, 59, 58 if yeah. I was in that range. But Looking at my crystal ball, and I just see Will Rogers, Bryce Young, I see a shootout. I, I see a little bit of a shootout. <laughs> if if Alabama really is that exposed on defense, they really are just – if that's not just a microcosm – last week, which wasn't a microcosm, it really is. Like, that's the trend. It's not a – again, like, gambling is nothing, but is it a trend or are they due? Is, yeah. is Bama's defense trending the wrong way or are they due to have a great game? Well, I, don't I know. look at it as, that's like, gambling. Arkansas. Like, so, Arkansas, the Arkansas-Alabama game, I mean – Arkansas moved the ball. They moved the, they put up point. I mean, how much, what was the score? They had a good second half. They yeah. didn't cover, but they had a good third quarter. Uh, A&M could move the ball. Uh, Tennessee moved the ball. Uh, okay. I see what the logic is. Yeah. I was trying to see what that Arkansas, yeah, Arkansas put up 26. So, I yeah, mean, they if, had a big third quarter. Um, yeah, if Mississippi State can put up at least. So you have an over there. Okay. Yeah. 61. No, not cut. I think the spread was 20. 21 and a half. 21 and a half. Uh, last I saw. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that, but I'll take points. That's tough. Yeah. So that's uh, th- those are my five college football. I was being a little conservative given I put a full 18 units into a Thursday night football game. Uh, I'll be yeah. 28 to 17 now. Um, so we'll see. Um, all right, go through your uh, college. Go through your college. Okay, I'll run through this real quick. I have the over 52 and a half in Tulsa Temple. Temple's defense, bad. Bad. bad defense. Oh, I have bad. Western Kentucky uh, at outright at home against UAB uh, on Friday night. Sorry, Tony, taking the Hilltoppers. I like mm. WKU's uh, offense, and UAB hasn't been great on the road. I so I have the over in Kansas Baylor. I have an under 55 and a half in UL Monroe and Army. That's another deep cut game, but I see a service academy. I like. I immediately look at is it going to be an under? Probably. 
potentially, hopefully. Um, I have Ohio State laying 29 and a half at home to Iowa. And just because Iowa is going to score maybe a touchdown. I like that a May, lot. Like and a half, Iowa's just not going to score. Yeah. They're just not going to score. And so I, I have them covering the bigger. We're head-to-head on Clemson-Syracuse. I have Clemson laying the points. I know Syracuse is the 14th-ranked team, but you cannot tell me in any stratosphere that they're, they're – like, I like it. Syracuse has caused problems for Clemson in the past, but yeah. I just – I don't see that. Yeah. Not this week at least. And I get we're reached for Clemson losses, but – I'm Damn, trying, I don't think it's this I'm week. Crap, I'm running out of losses, Nick. I don't have I, any. Same. I took them on their under win total too, and they're just gonna Davo's gonna shove it down my throat, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. I have SMU plus the four at home to Cincinnati. Um, I have another Miami under. I have under fifty eight and a half Duke at Miami this week. Wow, I have 58. another under fifty eight and a half. That's kind of a lower number you for college. I, I get that. You kind of yeah. look at. Especially what Duke did last week, it's like, eh, but Miami at home uh, in front of their not a rock raucous crowd, I get it, but I like their defense. Miami doesn't get up for home games, but their offense is bleh. Their defense is still pretty solid, and Chris the ball just kicks field goals for the hell of it. Like he'll that. never go for anything, so I'll take an under. Yeah. Uh, Louisiana Tech plus three at home against Rice. Two not good teams, uh, but I'll take the plus three at home. I have the over in West Virginia, Texas Tech. It's at 68. Um, okay. I want to shoot out there. I told you I'm on LSU. Go Tigers. Um, I'm on the over in Ole Miss LSU as well. Okay. Um, I have Georgia Southern outright um, at Old Dominion this week. Um, just go throw the ball 70 more times, Southern. Go get yourself a dub. Uh, let's see. I have Texas at Oklahoma state on my card. I have the under 62 in that game and I have Texas laying the six and a half. And it's like Texas is favorite Oklahoma state. Someone knows more than I do. I know Spencer Sanders is banged up for Oklahoma state. I get wow. that. I think I skipped that, over that. I think I saw that and I was like, yeah, I'm staying. Away. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm the Quinn Ewers, uh, truther. So, um, go, go throw the ball around the yard. Sark, have, have a day. Have a day. Um, and here's the other one that's kind of like, Jesus Christ, Nick, we're playing with some big numbers here. I have Oregon laying the six at home to UCLA, and I have the over 71 and a half. Huge number. <laughs> but that number that number is huge for a reason. Get, wow. I want all the points. Like, give me, give me a 41-35, you know, a 42-35 game. Oregon okay. wins. Um, I have the under and pit at Louisville. I just – I'm, I'm taking the under and pit games. Um, I also have under in Colorado, Oregon State. Bad Colorado team going up to Corvallis. I'll take under 48 and a half there. Uh, I have the over 54 and a half in Kansas State at TCU. Um, go Horn Frogs. Okay. Uh, and then a weird game. I have Wyoming laying the four and a half at home to Utah State. A Utah State team that just doesn't travel well. I, and it's such a stupid we're, – we're, I'm talking Mountain West football, but let's go for it. Wyoming. Go Cowboys, minus four and a half. <laughs> that's it. I would have no idea why. <laughs> Josh yeah. Allen, that's, that's all yeah. right. I yeah. <laughs> Josh Allen, truth, are just rooting for his alumni. Um, okay. Uh, what do you have for the NFL? NFL picks. So I just went back to my old format since I went, uh, I think, three and 11 last week. Oh, um, William, that's tough. Yeah, was, hey, I hit my mortal lock, though. Patriots I went three and five in the NFL. So Patriots plus 125. <laughs> <laughs> it's. Yeah, that was a bad weekend. Um, so I, I went back to my favorite underdog over under. Um, so my other favorite other than my game of the year that's playing right now. Um, 
gonna oh chris Olave just dropped the bomb sorry about that great i have him in fantasy this week too yeah. love that all right focus will um I've seen. packers minus four and a half that's my favorite I, mean, I can't on. I can't bet on the Packers again. Well, I can't do they, it. They, I have the, Washington plus four and a half. They have to. They have like I mean, I I will tell you, I contemplated putting like stupid units on Packers minus seven against the Jets it. last week. And I'm glad I, I didn't. I can't do it. I can't do it. I, I mean when I keep saying they're gonna have a get right game, they're gonna, you know, flashbacks, but they're gonna figure it out. And well, like, here's the trick. I don't dude. think they are. I don't I, think they are. I, I'm honestly, here's what I, this. I, if you don't, you might not believe me. I'm actually fading myself here. I like you want to. You want to take. You want to take Heineke. I want to take Taylor yeah. Heineke starting. I like that's such a perfect <laughs> storm. They win or at home kind of game. Give me the Packers. Like I'm, I'm completely fading myself on uh, NFL this week. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm on. I'm on the Commanders plus the four and a half. But Commanders are words for both team, whichever. All right, my underdog. Yeah. The reason I'm taking this. <laughs> so two moving trains. I got Falcons plus six and a half. Damn it! I knew you were going to take them. I have the. I have the Bungles minus six and a half. They're dude. undefeated against the spread this year. So here's okay. their one okay. loss. Are they going to be undefeated against the spread the whole year though? There's no way. I mean, no like I said, two two un- unstoppable forces colliding. My NFL season, the the Falcons against the spread. Which one? Which one gives? I don't know. Yeah, I, I just I, I looked all the underdogs. The only other underdog I liked, which I think it's a trap game, was Giants plus three at Jacksonville. Yeah, that's a tricky spot. That's a tricky. Yeah. That's a that's a Tom Coughlin. That's a Tom Coughlin bowl. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we know if he's still alive. Yeah, yeah, he is. Um I God, I hope he is. I just said that and I didn't even check. I hope he is. God, I hope nothing crazy's happened that I just forgot about. God bless. Okay. Five is plus six, uh, six and a half. I have I have the Bengals laying the six and a half at home. Okay. We're head to head there too. Head-to-head. I also have the I have the over in that game also. It's a high over and what, that's what why I love it? it even more. 47 and a half. That's a pretty that's a higher number for the NFL. I could see, but, yeah. I could see it being a little bit of a shootout. Um, yep. My over, this is going to sound gross, but hear me out. Broncos, oh Jets, over 38. That's such a low number, too. God. Oh, it, I think the Jets put up 30 points themselves. The Jets are, are good this year. People are – they still got that stink, but, but – they go, But it's a, it's a very young team going to play an elevation in Denver, though. They're the youngest team in the NFL going on the road. What Broncos is not a country. great place to play? Bronco country, eat my ass. I get it, but um, I have I just have Denver money line. I just have Denver money line minus one twenty. Okay. I, just, right. I just have Denver money line. I mean, thirty eight points. I mean, twenty one. I, I hate my picks now. God, you're talking me into hating my picks. Um, <laughs> twenty one to twenty. <laughs> I'd, I yeah, I probably it's gonna know. be a field. It's gonna be a field goal fest in the second half, probably. Um, um my okay, what else you got? My <laughs> under my last pick. I've got Bucks at Panthers. I didn't even actually write the point total here. I think it's forty. I put Bucks at Panthers. No points. Uh, <laughs> I can find out for you in 
just two seconds. Give me I put, a second. I'm pretty sure I put it on my action app. It's under 40 and a half. 40 and a half is the number. I got it at 40, so I might need to look at that again. Um, they were the juices, yeah. 40, I, I don't know. Carolina, they might sell that team again. Tom Brady's. Probably should. <laughs> Tom Brady's. I, he's oh. going through a manic is, weird is, phase. Is Tom Brady life. washed? Are we finally going to say it? You know, I don't even his, think he's washed. I think he needs therapy. <laughs> you see him berate his offensive line oh, last that was, week? That was bad. That was that tough. was horrible. That was a bad that look. Was, I think he's just tough. like in uh, – I think he's in – I don't know. He, he's just – He's not in a good spot. He's not in yeah. a good spot in his life. Like, I, I, I'm concerned for his mental health, like genuinely. Yeah, <laughs> Going through right. a divorce, he kind of playing on a shitty football team this year. I don't know. That's not great. And you have to live in Tampa Bay, Florida. So, yeah, cherry on top. Yikes. <laughs> um, the only other picks I have to add to this I have the over in Detroit, Dallas, another high over 48 and a half. Just shoot out Detroit. Dax back. Yeah, just go throw the ball around the yard, do something cool. Like, I want to see points. The NFL scoring has been the whole narrative this last two or three weeks is NFL scoring is down, fantasy points are down. Like, yeah, that's been the narrative. And I just feel like it's going to be a, a the points are going to skyrocket this it's week. Just, oh yeah, this it's is what, a, what I'm hoping for. It's happening uh, right that, now against this. Uh, it's no, 17-28. No, that being said, I have two more unders on my card. I'd be under in uh, Indianapolis at Tennessee, just okay. just because those two teams scream under to me. Yeah. Um, uh, this is going to be a run the ball see slugfest divisional game i'll take an under 42 and a half uh, and then i have the under at seahawks going to the chargers um okay. i have under 50 i got a number at 50 uh, which i feel pretty good about i like that too i mean i know so, gino sometimes he writes his little notes and they sometimes i don't know put, if he's writing back or not but yeah sometimes uh, they're 30 point weeks of notes sometimes it's like not a lot like 15 <laughs> But the Chargers haven't shown me a whole lot to where I don't I don't feel that they're going to blow anybody out right now. I don't see them running away with it. It's going to be a close game for most of it. I feel pretty confident under 50 there. So I think 50 might be – I see this game landing more around like the 42 to 46 range. Oh, I might get some leeway there. Is that so, what your computer said? Your that's, that's, what my, that's what my brain told me. Calculations. My, my brain's doing is, – is pretty decent this year so far. I mean – I don't know. Well, it's it's gambling. It's, it is. Hey, it's gambling. Real quick, I I thought you were going to like an Auburn game. They're on a buy. They're on a buy. So we're in we're in Jacksonville. So we were originally be going to a concert tomorrow night, but that concert actually got um, canceled and rescheduled. But we already booked the hotel. Oh. And we already took the PTO. So we're like, I guess we're just gonna go have a weekend in Jacksonville. So wow. I'm here in the glorious city of Jacksonville. Just Why don't you go time. to the football game on Sunday? They're playing the Giants. I won't, be, I won't I looked at it, but I won't be here for Sunday. We're driving back Saturday. So I won't be here Sunday for it, which is okay. Well, it's all right. That's okay. Um, well. I'm down here with, with uh I'm down here with my wife and then my, my brother and sister in law. We're gonna have a good time uh next nice. couple of days. So yeah, yeah I was we're gonna enjoy it. We're gonna make the most of it. I was very confused and fuzzled um i was like well maybe they're going to an alabama game and i was like no, no they wouldn't be going to alabama and, uh, I, no. we're just on a buy two so you had my name in a twister well that's why we originally said we we're going to go to this concert this weekend because auburn and georgia were both on a buy and i was like yeah i can sneak away for like a free weekend mm -hmm. and 
and the concert got canceled. So we're kind of rearranging our plans, but um, you know, anytime you can take a trip with, with good people, it'll be a good time. So I still look, you know, we made it, everything's good. I'm glad we, I'm glad I could hop on the podcast and I will be listening to the interview uh, in the morning for sure. Yeah. I'm excited. I've got, I've got probably my most intense editing to do because i've got so proud of you we'll we'll talk about it after but it's gonna be a lot of editing so well that was the podcast uh that was um different than what we normally do and i I hope everybody enjoys the interview i hope everybody enjoys my solo uh (laughs) me talking to myself for i don't know probably about 20 25 minutes will henry show it was the the will pilot show. show Pilots. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, we're we can, dropping government names. It's government fine. names. Well, I, I'll tell you about something else that we dropped afterwards. But um, all right, well, that's that's the podcast. We'll uh, we'll see everyone next week.